0: Hey, my name is Bolas, and I beat the often path by changing the way we use electricity from alternating current to direct current, fighting a, a ages-old battle, maybe more than a century, that was started by Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison.
1: Bolas Ibrahim is the president of Sense Power, a startup that aims to stop energy waste when AC power is converted to DC. Because you are an electrical engineer, you'll no doubt remember that the power coming into your house or office is AC, or alternating current. However, the vast majority of the devices and lights that you use are DC or direct current. Currently, (laughs) each individual device does its own AC-DC conversion, and if you've ever felt a hot laptop charger or hot LED light enclosure, you'll have witnessed all that power and therefore money going to waste. Sense can save buildings up to 40% on their energy consumption with an ingenious patented go between. And it really adds up when you consider how many commercial buildings there are in the world that could benefit from this. So, here right now is Bolas Ibrahim. I'm Ross Palmer, and this is Beat the Off and Path. Well, welcome to the show, Bolas. That was literally the first thing that I was going to ask. I was, this is a Tesla Edison. I mean, didn't Edison kill an elephant on the basis <coughs> of this very debate?
0: Yeah, he was trying to—he was trying to like make a show, yeah, by like scaring people off of like alternating current electricity by killing an Is that elephant. Topsy
1: and... the elephant, or something, <laughs> yeah. or topsy he did, he did or that. flopsy. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I can't. It's, remember it, it's going can't way remember name, back in the did, old yes, memory bank, was, but yeah.
1: So he was trying to demonstrate, yeah. but it was a contrived experiment, and it was probably on false pretenses right so so yeah what is the debate how do you enter into this why has it been going on i assume that tesla is right in everything that he did because i think he was probably an alien who was so far ahead of his time that we we just don't understand but am i wrong about that
0: so uh i I guess like i'll take it back to the beginning and we we write a lot about this topic on our website so after this if you still don't understand you can go check out our website sensepower.com and read our blog like we write a lot about this topic so, uh, uh, Edison, uh, back, back like more than a hundred years ago, he started uh, a company called Edison Coal or Edison company. And he was, uh, an inventor and he was making all sorts of stuff. So, uh, light bulbs, he, he has the, he had the original patent for the incandescent light bulb. Um, and he also, uh, devised the system for distributing electricity, right? Like people were using candlelight literally. Um, uh, and so he invented the light bulb and he wanted a way to distribute electricity to this light bulb. And so he invented a system for distributing this power. He also, uh, the way he generated this power was through through a motor. Uh, it was all direct current or DC. Um, and the problem, the problem was that it, the voltages were really low. And if you go back to like high school physics, when the voltage is really low, if you want a very high amount of power, you have to increase the current. And if you have a high amount of current, because its power is just voltage times current, um, and so if your voltage is low, you have to send a high current and high current means you need thicker wires. You're also generating more heat because power loss is just, um, power loss is, is just, uh, I squared R or like the square, like you multiply current by itself or I squared times R, which is the resistance. So the higher the current, the more power loss, but you'll notice that voltage is not a part of the power loss equation. So that's what, that's what, uh, uh, Tesla was thinking. Tesla was thinking we need to increase the voltage to be able to transmit the power further. And so Edison hired Tesla, who came with all these like really good ideas. Um, they had a falling out. And then Tesla ended up going to work for George Westinghouse at the Westinghouse company. And George Westinghouse saw his like vision and he was like, yep, this is what we're going to do. So Tesla was the inventor of uh, the alternating current generator. Um, So he had a generator that made alternating current or AC power, which is what we still use today, 140 plus years later. But he also invented the transformer. And the transformer was a cool way to step up the power. Uh, And it only worked for alternating current. And we still use transformers. They're the big green boxes in our neighborhoods. They're up on the poles. Uh, We use them in our cell phone chargers. They're a way for us to step up and down the power. The catch was that transformers only work for alternating current. They don't work for direct current. And so... Um, what, what happened was is, is, uh, Westinghouse and Tesla were left with a system that could distribute power further than Edison's system. It, the, the wires were thinner because they had a higher voltage, so less current, um, and their system was a lot cheaper. And so Edison, in an effort to sort of like save himself, uh, started killing animals <laughs> and like he invented the electric chair, uh, and used alternating current in the electric chair, Great. And uh, so, yeah, so he was, he was trying really hard to defame the alternating current system. Of course, like physics always ends up winning in the end. Um, and so uh, uh, Edison failed and he had to merge his company with General Electric or he was acquired by General Electric and which still exists today, General Electric. And um, so, so this is a really cool story and it's like uh, there's so much more to it that you can like learn on our website. Um, but that's really like a, uh, in a nutshell Uh, AC and DC power and why we use AC power today.
1: And yet the main issue that your company solves, that your startup solves, is the fact that despite the fact that AC is coming into all of our homes, all of our devices, like our phones and all of that, that's on DC. So what is the issue that you're trying to solve and how did you solve it?
0: So... Uh, thanks for doing your research and already knowing that. So like, yeah, more than if you think about it, like the modern home, it's almost a hundred percent direct current power consumption. So your the screen you're looking at right now, your studio equipment, um, our lights, if we're using LED lights, right? Like our chargers, our devices, anything digital, anything with a battery, anything with a display, all that stuff is is direct current. And moving into the future, um, all the the most efficient motors that we can build uh, are direct current. They're called brushless DC motors. So our power tools, our uh, washing machines, our, our fridges, the compressors. If you go into like a Best Buy now or like wherever you buy appliances, you see like these like inverter appliances like LG inverter, uh, Samsung inverter, inverter fridge, inverter dishwasher. inverter. These are all direct current appliances. Um, almost everything is becoming direct current, right? Like our HVAC systems are becoming direct current ceiling fans like anything with a motor so like our our heating and cooling um so moving into the future uh we we use direct current but the utility supplies us still with alternating current and the grid is alternating current so our job is to convert now from alternating current to direct current it's a it's a generally inefficient process and it's obvious because if you pick up your cell phone charger you can feel how warm it gets or how hot it gets yeah you could, and, and sometimes like you, your laptop charger, you could cook an egg yeah. on it, right? If it's like pretty Oof. bad. And it's like all that power is being wasted as heat. And that's only one type of loss. There's another type of loss called power factor. And that's power that you don't even use. You reflect back to the utility and it gets burned up in the wires, hmm. right? The cables. So it's it's a pretty inefficient uh, system. And it's just a remnant of like all this momentum we built over 140 years because of what happened between Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was just way ahead of his time and Nikola Tesla had like, um, basically the best of what was available at the time. And so we stuck with it. We had no, there was no vision for the use of direct current. There was no vision of like, we're going to have cell phones or we're going to use semiconductors, or we're going to have like supercomputers. There was no vision really of that and uh, that those things are going to be direct current. So we stuck with the alternating current, we poured all the money into the infrastructure uh, and now we're stuck converting or making these conversions. Um, and it's such a problem that like, you see like companies like Apple, like you go and buy an iPhone now, you don't get a Mm -hmm. charger. That's someone else's problem now, right? Like Apple said, you know what, like we can't make this efficient, like at a cost in a cost effective way. So instead of trying to make it efficient, like it's just this pure genius, like we're going to cut it out. Someone else can build it. Or if you want to come buy ours, you pay a a premium. Um, and so everyone's following suit. Like I just bought a pixel and, uh, it's, it didn't come with a charger. Mm -hmm. Samsungs now don't come with chargers. So, um, but yeah, the solution, and it's happening, is that we're starting to con- we're starting to um, distribute and generate direct current power. So solar panels they produce direct current power. Batteries they store direct current power. Uh, if you look at the longer, the the newer grids that are coming online for transmission, not not distribution into like communities, but transmission over long distances, those are all HVDC or high voltage direct current grids. Um, so we are moving towards this, but this is a you know 140 year old momentum. We need to change directions.
1: Do you think that AC in general will eventually go away completely, just at every level?
0: I think that there will be very minimal uses for AC. I don't think it'll disappear. It's a form of electrical current that's like useful to us in many ways. I, I don't think AC will disappear. I think what will disappear is the use of 60 hertz or what we call like low frequency AC. So the AC that's in your wall, the current is alternating between, if you're in North America, plus 120, minus 120. If you're almost everywhere else in the world, it's plus 240, minus 240. But it alternates 60 times a second or 60 hertz. And I think that form of alternating current will disappear. There are other forms of alternating current that are pretty useful, the high frequency type. And so we use this in our wireless chargers, like to get, like to induce a current, like wirelessly. With the wireless like, charging That's pad. like pretty useful. That's an alternating okay. current. Wireless charging pads, induction cooktops, like our induction cooktops, those are high frequency AC. So that type of AC will stay, but the power has to start as DC. Like even in our induction cooktops, what happens is we go from 60 hertz. Down to DC and then back up to some uh, high frequency AC. So I think the use of 60 hertz, 50 hertz, 60 hertz electricity will disappear, but alternating current, we will still have uses for that.
1: Okay. So what we're doing then essentially is. To power our homes, we are converting this AC in a million different individual chargers and in a million different ways. However many gadgets mm-hmm. we have have their own individual converter, basically, right? So yeah. I saw a number from your website, something like 40% inefficiency here. What does that mean in the context of, of the home or a, a commercial building? And how did your device help mitigate that loss or waste inefficiency?
0: I got you. So... Uh, think of like the example we we normally think of when we think of like 40%, for example, um, 40% is a worst case scenario for, and, and sometimes it's even worse. Like if you go and buy a, a downlight recessed downlight, what we call like pot lights, these like led flat discs that we put in our ceilings and they make like really nice light. Um, those, the, the drivers are the ones that you buy from Amazon, like the regular one. It's usually like a, they tell you it's like 10 Watts. But actually only five watts of power gets converted to light on most of these. But you can actually like if you're savvy enough, you can take it apart. You can try to power it up and uh, with a with a voltage source or a, or a power source. And you can if it has a display, it'll it'll show you that it's only consuming five watts. So what's happening to the other five watts is it's getting burned off as heat. Um, and that's in the conversion from AC to DC. And that's because the manufacturer has no incentive to make that thing efficient. The pot light, the LED is already efficient. So like 10 watts, so what? You know, like 10 watts is nothing. Um, and it's expensive to make the driver efficient. So, and no one's telling the manufacturer they have to, there's no regulation at that low power. And so what they're doing is they go like, oh, okay, what's like one pot light, right? And like, you think about it, like one pot light, five watts, what's five watts? That's like less than a penny, right? Over over like a year. And um, maybe not less than a penny over a year, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a very small right. amount of money. But when you think of that's what, when you think in isolation of like one pot light. But now you start thinking of like a country of pot lights, a whole world of pot lights, right? And it's not just pot lights. It's like your cell phone charger, and now you're like, um, HVAC system, and you're like whatever it is. Like it's all it, it starts to get like really crazy. How much power we're just burning off as heat because we have this really old way of sending electricity, electrical power from like the place we generate it to the place we use it. And at the place we use it, unfortunately, what happened, what was unforeseen was we, we started, we stopped using it the way it was being sent to us. And we started using it a different way. So we stopped using the AC power and we started using DC power. Um, and it's just because of like the advent of like cell phones being so cheap and computers being so cheap. And like, this is how we like, you know, this is how we do our life now. It's like all digital. It's all like connected. It's all like, yeah, it's, it's just a. That's the the forty percent number comes from there. Mm.
1: So your device basically it acts as a one time converter, if you will, and then all of the devices that spring out from that, they're now getting the right power at the source.
0: Yeah. So like our philosophy is that um, you can afford to make a very high efficiency conversion from AC to DC. Like we're stuck with the grid. The grid, like for the next like who knows? Like we're stuck with it. Like I I imagine it's going to take like. Fifty plus years to change the distribution sure. grid, like that's coming to our That houses. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so like we're stuck with it. So the the philosophy here is to is to spend the money on one high efficiency conversion um, that's very high power, and that one it doesn't have a space constraint because it goes next to an electrical panel. It's it's a and what it does is we convert one time. Like so, the panel behind me, yep. that's like our, our main product, which is a target for commercial lighting. Um, sometimes we do residential as well, like so houses, some people will have it in their like cottage or, or custom home, but most of the use case is commercial. Um, so like we do like hospitals, uh, retail, like malls, all sorts of like commercial buildings. And what we do for the lighting side, that lighting panel is we convert the power from AC to DC at a very high efficiency, right from the jump. And then we distribute DC power out of this box, like out of this, like, are we call like a DC hub or like DC sub panel. We distribute that straight to LED lights that don't have a driver inside. So if you, uh, an LED light that doesn't have a driver inside has all these benefits that like, now it's like purely turning the power into light um, at the LED. The LED is very efficient and like wastes very, very little power as heat. The majority of it turns into light, has a very high efficacy, what we call an efficacy. Um, And then the LED lasts longer too. So if you've ever had a LED bulb, like you you buy a screw-type bulb, you plug it in. If you ever had that flicker or just turn off, right, that's not the LED failing. The LED is actually good for 10 plus years. That's the driver failing, the AC to DC driver. Because it generated so much heat, it started to degrade. And as it degraded, it generated more heat. And it's this positive feedback loop of just the thing destroying itself. Mm-hmm. And so if you've, if you've ever had to replace an LED bulb yep. before 10 years, Many that times. was the driver failing. Yeah. And yeah. they're
1: hot and things melt sometimes. Yeah. I've had bulbs that have completely melted through. So, <laughs> for
0: sure. Uh,
1: so, generally, what you're doing then is you're bringing wires out from this device into the lights directly. Yeah. Um, is there a reality where it changes the nature of the outlets in a space, or does it have to be wired directly to your box for it to work?
0: So, there's a like in, in residential, like we're used to having like wall outlets right. and then like the. the like this is not going to change probably for for a long time because uh, you have to still be able to like plug things into the wall, um, and like that that's like re- decreasing substantially. Like when you think like vacuum cleaners, like things you plug into the wall that need to be plugged in, like vacuum cleaner. But like look at the look at like Dyson like Dyson's vacuum cleaners. Like those have a USB-C, <laughs> like they're plugged in. USB-C. Like in the future, I think these wall outlets will all be USB-C. Really? Uh, today they still, yeah, I That's think cool. so. I think we'll like, I think we're like probably uh, 15 to 20 years away from like new builds all being like USB-C or some equivalent to USB-C, some direct current like DC plug uh, basically. And, um, and I think that there will be very, very few devices that we need ac power for and i think we'll be doing the opposite instead of converting right. to dc you know, we'll be converting to like, ac that makes
1: perfect sense
0: yeah exactly because it'll be like very few things that will need it right. um and uh so yeah in our in our product we get like ac in dc out straight to the led fixtures typically this stuff is like commercial um retail and so it goes straight to the fixture uh, there it's um and then it stays there for like 10
1: years. So when you approach one of those types of potential clients, you say we're gonna gut the whole thing. We're gonna replace all of the bulbs that you see with our own system hooked up to our own back end. Is that the general use case at this point in time?
0: Kind of. I mean it's it's kind of the opposite. Like the client approaches us and they're saying, like, hey, we're already gutting oh, I like see. everything. Right. So let's we're doing a retrofit. Right way, yeah. We heard about your DC system. Yeah, can we like what, what's the and then they they typically price it, they find it significantly cheaper, it's gonna last longer. It's just a no brainer.
1: Yeah, so you've had a couple patents, at least as far as I know, two patents, I believe. Um, what were some of the key innovations, and what are, what are you doing differently than anybody else, and what are the innovations that you've had that let you do this?
0: So we have we have more than six patents. Okay. And uh, you probably like I I know why you saw it only two, but that's good <laughs> research. And and uh, so we have we have patents that cover the centralized distribution of of direct current power, like the centralized conversion and distribution of direct current power for led lighting. So we have, we have a patent on that granted us and and Canada. Um, and we have a few other patents that cover some interesting technology around, um, like it's, we call it transformerless electrical isolation. And so you have transformers like in, in in my earlier story, transformers that only work for alternating current. So transformers in their nature, like the basic physics is they, they need an alternating current to work. And this is why Tesla won against, uh, Against Edison, and um, so what we what, one of the things we invented is we were we were the first to demonstrate uh, transformerless electrical isolation. So uh, so another thing that a transformer does is it not only does it step up or down the uh, the voltage, it also isolates both sides uh, for safety. And so we invented a device that does this, but also works for direct current. Um, and so that, those are our other patents, and we use that for safety. So like part of what we build is we also build outside of this like low voltage power distribution for led lights we build a high voltage system high power direct current for sending power over very long distances um not not quite on the level of like utility it's not a utility type situation it's more of like if you have a antenna like a radio antenna that's like a kilometer away a thousand meters or three thousand feet away something that's like three thousand feet away how do you power that and so we make a we make basically tricked out extension cords uh, <laughs> nice. for powering direct current things like very far away. I like that.
1: So one of the added yeah. benefits, I guess, if you switch, if everybody switches to USB C, which would be great, would that solve the issue yeah. of when you go to a different country, you don't need any kind of power transform? So, you know, when I travel I lived in Europe for a long time and uh, sometime one time I tried to plug in my electric shaver and just explode and I said, Whoops, I forgot that was on a 50 hertz only a circuit, so a lot of devices that we have accept both, obviously, like your phone and whatnot. But um, if the whole world adopts USB-C, those types of issues they just wouldn't exist anymore, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a global standard, and I think that the world should move towards like global standards because of like what you just mentioned. And it's like easier for everyone. It makes sense. It's just superior. It's better. Right. And there's no reason why we shouldn't have a global standard plug and a global standard voltage. Right. And it's like moving towards that. Yeah. It's, it seems. And very so USB-C little. is a good. Yeah. Okay. So That's- there's two types of like really cool DC plugs that we use today all over the place. It's USB-C and power over ethernet. So the ethernet jack, like the RJ45 jack that we use to plug into the internet or like we plug our routers in like that stuff. Uh, a lot of that is, is also powered. And so we're able to power things like we use it for security cameras so the majority of security cameras are power over ethernet uh the majority of like wi-fi routers if you go to like public spaces those are power over ethernet um what else is power over ethernet yeah it's like security cameras there there was this like whole go out power over ethernet for lighting i I just think it's like a expensive way to do something that should be simple but it is the whole thing about pushing dc power forward and like use of like just regular plugs and regular cables that are interchangeable yeah
1: Hmm. Well, that's, that is a very interesting development to see. That I look forward to it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, for you personally, getting a bit personal about this, how did you end up with this idea? Was this something that you were always fascinated by? because it's such a specific and strange thing? How on earth did you end up here? It, it sounds logical now that we're talking about it, but what was your journey to this idea or this business?
0: Uh, it's it's a it's a long story, but like really, like what it boils down to is like the first inspiration was, uh, it's, it's like funny, it's like there was a, I was I was an undergrad at the time, and there was a, a hot dog cart on campus, and the hot dog cart was using a gasoline generator, like a Honda EU 2000i or like whatever they are, and it's a 2 kilowatt generator. So it generates 2 kilowatts of power, or it's capable of generating 2 kilowatts of power. And he had it plugged into like a, a bunch of LED lights, like probably like 30 watts of LED lighting. And I was like, I was just thinking like oh that's crazy and uh at the same time i was like hoping to drop out of school and i was like oh cool i'm gonna start a business where i sell these hot dog carts um uh battery packs and solar panels and led lights and they they wouldn't like have to like uh like get these gasoline generators and and and, like get gas and like you know uh change the oil and then have their whole carts thinking like gasoline and so so that was like really the, the start. And then through a series of pivots, I landed here. Wow. Okay. And do you think
1: that's feasible for <laughs> like taco trucks or other street vendor trucks? Could they all just, would they be better served? Because a lot of those have generators. Would they be yeah. better served by switching to a solar panel battery option?
0: 100%, 100%. But it's not like a. It's. I I don't recommend, I think like it's like a cool, it was just a bad market. Like, it was a bad business. It was a bad mm-hmm. business. But like, can they benefit? And can they like help the environment? And is it better for them? Like, yes. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a bad business for several reasons. Okay.
1: So, were were you the kid who always went to Radio Shack or whatever the Canadian equivalent of Radio Shack is? And were you always we interested had Radio in, Shack? Okay. I don't know. No. no you know they're <laughs> we gone Radio now. Radio Shack.
0: <laughs> okay. You know when Radio Shack when Radio Shack shut down, it was like one of the saddest days. I remember that. I remember like. I remember going to Radio. I remember Radio Shack was like uh, they were shutting down, and then they got acquired by some other. What was it? I think it was like, oh, I'm blanking, but like I I want to say Best Buy had something called Circuit City, and Circuit City Circuit purchased City. Radio. I didn't know they bought Radio and, Shack. I, I, in Canada, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I could be like totally off. Anyways, Radio Shack was here. It died, and then I was really sad because that was one of my favorite places as a kid. Yeah, that was so like you, my candy store.
1: Yeah, I remember going in there when I was a kid and getting little motors. I got little tiny solar panels, and I tried to replace my my experiment. I had a yeah. little RC controlled car, and I tried to swap out the battery with the solar power. But I I didn't know that yeah. it wasn't enough power. I was like, "Why isn't it working? It wasn't generating enough mm-hmm. electricity." But yeah, it was a, a good place to learn about that kind of stuff and little motors and you know build little switchboards and things like that. I do. Uh, I wish I had something like that uh, for my kid now, but. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. so how you also yeah. Amazon, exactly. I know, but it's not quite the same because you could go through all those parts and <laughs> yeah, get little yeah. propellers yes, and little yes, motors yes. and little, I built little booby trap kits in my, uh, my house. Yeah. so that if somebody opened my door, it would trigger a piezo alarm. Like, a that's cool. <laughs> It's just stupid things like that. little LEDs, red. And that's green, how it you know? starts. You know, like yeah. that's
0: like what you're describing right now is how it starts. Like my dad used to buy me these like kits and stuff and then these books and like, he would take me to Radio Shack and like, and that's how it like started, and that's like what sparked the like sort of uh, interest and passion for like uh, physics and electrical engineering. That's great. So,
1: uh, what did you go to school mm-hmm. for? Was your degree in
0: electrical was- engineering? Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: so yeah, so your, your mind yeah. was in this, and you just found a really cool thing. Um, as of yeah, for sure. Maybe my uh, research is also outdated, but you've raised let's say hundreds of thousands in funding. So uh, what? Um, how how do you feel now about raising more money? Are you feeling like you're in a good place? Like, what is the outlook for the business right now, as you see it?
0: Um, it's good, and then I'll stop there because this okay. is like confidential speak that I won't I won't be able to okay. talk about. But um, but yeah, no, it's good. I mean, like stuff like this. This is like I could talk about like funding in general for our type of company. Sure. So yeah. like we're we're what's called a, a hard tech or a, a deep science company. And so our our type of company is uh, not like the standard startup, like the majority of startups are like SaaS or software as a service or enterprise business models. And so our our business model is more that we come up with these uh, fundamental innovations in physics and in in like what we're doing in electrical engineering. So these fundamental innovations in electrical engineering that um, are 10X better and 10X cheaper than something that already exists um, for our customer. And so it becomes a no brainer. So it's it's like it's it's really hard to build the tech, but like really uh, not hard to find capital or people to fund this type of technology.
1: Mm, yeah, because it's such a clearly commercially applicable technology that every building yeah. could use. And if everybody did, so we said 40%, but that's a, maybe a maximum, but also not quite the maximum. If every commercial building adopted your tech, what kind of savings would we see? at scale?
0: It's like a, it's it's a complex like math. So like we have a bunch of these calculators where we do the math of like, so if we're looking at like carbon savings, we look at the carbon intensity of the grid, like where this building is or like where, like if we're doing like all of America, we can average uh, the US. Like we can take the carbon intensity of like of producing electricity. We can look at the power consumption that we're going to reduce from LED lighting by looking at lumens per square foot and like how many lumens Uh, we need to light and then the power per lumen or efficacy, like watts, lumens per watt. And then it's this complex formula, um, but they are pretty serious numbers. Like we're looking at like uh, megatons of carbon um, and we're looking at uh, like millions of dollars, like over like like in a year, like millions of dollars per year. Cause it's like, if you look at the square foot, if you look at like, so for example, like it's uh, a lot of the times it's like for a building, they're looking at like on, uh, like just like, like throw out a number there, it's like on the order of a dollar per square foot per year. That's how much money they're throwing away in these like inefficient conversions. So it's a dollar per square foot per year. So if you got a million square feet, you're throwing away a million dollars every year.
1: Wow. Well, I love the idea of making things more efficient. And that's one of, you know, I'm obviously a big mm. champion of sustainable businesses and that's largely what we talk about on this show. And one of my favorite things in the world is doing more with what we currently have. I mean, obviously expanding the pie, making things better. There are many different approaches to this problem, but I love the idea of making what we do more efficient. It seems like in almost every industry, there are massive inefficiencies that if we could just patch those up, we can save a lot. So it's exciting, um, and I'm, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and share some of what is uh, clearly highly technical stuff. But I hope that our audience finds it relevant and understandable. Because maybe in the future, when somebody plugs in to the wall with the USB-C, they'll understand why and they'll say, "Okay, this was was ahead of his time. Maybe you'll be the uh, the next <laughs> Tesla or Edison of the future." Um, <laughs> As, as we wrap up here, do you have any general words for people who are maybe considering starting a business or who have an idea who want to contribute to sustainability via a business or just to the bettering of humankind via a business?
0: Oh, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. It's painful. That you heard <laughs> it here first.
1: That's it. Do, <laughs> you, do not do if, it. If,
0: don't do it's, it. And if you're, don't like, waste your time. If, you, don't don't if you're crazy enough to... If if you're crazy enough to still want to do it, just make sure that you're solving a real problem Um, that's a very high quality problem. And by high quality, I mean that it's like affecting a lot of people. It's actually a problem. Like your solution is is like painkillers and not vitamins Uh, and that it's a problem that like is persistent, like it like. It's like multiple times a day, ideally, that people experience this problem. Ideally, it's like a, a consistent problem, not like a, hey, this is like a once a year problem. It's like a Christmas type problem. It's like, this is like you're solving a really high quality problem. If you're, if you're like, problem, the problem that you're trying to solve is really, really high quality, then, and you're, and you're crazy and like uh, something's wrong with you, go solve that problem. Um, otherwise, uh, don't, Don't put yourself in a position where you're living a life like this.
1: Collect a paycheck, go, the, be happy, yeah, yeah, exactly. and be grateful every <laughs> single part of your day. Yeah, every time you clock family, out at 5 kids. p.m., just be happy. Yeah, exactly. Every yeah, time you for leave sure. for the weekend, just be extremely glad. Every time you go out yep. in nature and relax. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, go. I really appreciate it, Bolus. And I also learned in the pre-show that Bolus is Arabic for Paul, which is uh, something new that I learned, so maybe oh, that yeah. little tidbit's interesting. Um, where can people support you or support your work? Because the spelling is a little bit unusual
0: <laughs> for sure so you can uh, you can follow us on all social media uh, sense power so if you go on our website uh, www.sensepower.com, C-E-N-C-E. am sure you'll drop a link somewhere yes um, we'll check out our here. blog yeah. share our stuff uh, if you're in the field of like electrical engineering uh, building design and whatever reach out for more information um, and yeah spread the good word that direct current power is going to take over alternating current power it doesn't matter if it's us uh, doing it, it's gonna, it's gonna happen regardless. So spread that, spread that word.
1: And 140 years later, Edison was maybe proven right, which is pretty wild. Um, that's wild <laughs> yeah. for me. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Wallace. I really appreciate you taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you. Thanks for sharing. My pleasure.
0: My and pleasure. My pleasure. That, Thank the you. Official
1: Ross. podcast is over. over. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Beat the Off and Path podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes we've shared, it would mean a great deal to me if you subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice or on YouTube. And of course, if you shared either the show itself or this particular episode with somebody who might want to hear it to help us grow the audience for the show, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So if you've been a passive listener all this time, I get it. I understand. There's no big deal with that. But it would really, really mean a lot to me if you leave a positive review and help me grow this show. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.